0: Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem will be learning Daf Chav Zain in Maseches Chagiga, which happens to be the last Daf in Seder Moed. Uh, but first, we'll start with the penultimate Daf in Maseches Chagiga because we left off in Chavav Amad Aleph, the uh, Mishnah, the second to last Mishnah, Misha Avar HaRegel. We were talking about, as we arrive at the end of Seder Moed, the party is pretty much over and we have the leftovers. What do we do with the leftovers? Well, this, what's significant about uh, the leftovers that we, s- we said yesterday in Machlokes, the Amei are treated like chaverim, and whereas the rest of the year, Midir on the Amei are, uh, were suspected of being Tamei, and everything's Tamei. So during Yuntiv, that is suspended, that suspicion, and therefore, We all mingle together, and yet after Yuntiv, so that during Yuntiv everyone's enjoying that. After Yuntiv, we have to deal with the fact that everyone had been suspicious in retrospect of being Tameh. What do we do with the leftovers? That was the last Mishnah we discussed yesterday. Today we say Mishnah, Avah Haregel says the Mishnah Maavirin Altaras Hazar. Yeah. So again, the party's over, festival has passed. Now we're cleaning up. Well. We have all the Kalim of the Chatzer. Guess what? Chatzer was filled with all of Klal Israel. All the Achdus may be rebuilt. Uh, the base of Mekdesh, Bimher, Be'a, we should experience, uh, going together to the Chatzer. And yet, once they left, so now all the Kalim are presumed to be Tameh. And therefore, Mavirin, Altars Azar means that you, Mavirin, you remove all of those Kalim, right, in order to be Matar everything. Okay, now, of our, uh, a detail here, of our regular Yom Shishi, you know, if Yontav ends on Friday, you don't have enough time to do all the tire, Because after all, wife or mom or whoever sends you to do Tvilas Kalim, it's not, not a terrible chore, but it takes time. If there's a ton of Kalim, it can take a lot of time. The Kohanim can't be expected to prepare for Shabbos and also do this massive Tvilas Kalim. So if Yontav fell out on Erev, if the last day of Yontav, or if, right, um, or even, um, right, it fell out on Erev Shabbos, and certainly, well, that's Yontav going into Shabbos, but even if it fell Thursday night, and all you had was Friday to prepare, it would be too, it would uh, be too long. So if Isru Chag, the first day after Yontav, was, was Erev Shabbos, then lo ayim harim p'nei Shabbos, they would wait until after Shabbos. So you say, oh, wait a minute, how can you wait? It's Tameh. Well, the answer is, it's Suffolk Tameh Mederabonon, all of these kalim. And just like you waited on yantiv, it's built, baked into the Takanas Chazal, right, that you can also wait until after the Shabbos that's after yantiv. That's all. I asked this, I had a similar answer from Rabbi Gross, Shlita, with respect to um, the general idea of how are we suspending the laws of Tumantara, right, that we normally have the suspicions of the Amayaretz, for the sake of, let's say, or for the sake of, as we said, with the Mishnah, with Modi'in, for the sake of uh, utility, right? We have, we need to have extra um, chain of supply for our earthenware vessels. So what? Just because we have a problem of supply for earthenware vessels, we're going to relax the halachas? So he said, it's built into the halacha. Meaning, you have Takhanas Chazal, and built into the Takhanas Chazal is these dispensations. When you need it, you can use the Amei Aretz, okay? And similarly here, um even though we typically only treat the Amei Aretz like Haverim for the Yantav of itself, we're going to not activate the suspicion and the Tumah therein until after Shabbos when it is uh, necessary. So that is if the Yisrochag is on Friday. And then to that, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda adds, that, that even if Yisrochag, right, even if Yontev ends Wednesday night and Yisrochag is Thursday, two days is not enough to do all the Tavila. We'll wait to do it until Sunday, right, till after Shabbos. Interesting, right? So, what are they so busy with the Kohanim? So says the Gemara Tana. Shein Kohanim pnuim vadeshen. Yeah, you know how much ash is accumulated. On the Mizbeach over Yantiv, that is what they are so preoccupied with. So they could barely make it for Shabbos as it is. Even if, if Israchag is Friday, it's like a mad rush to both clean out all the ashes and make it to Friday, to Shabbos. And according to Yuda, even if Israchag is Thursday, they could barely make it to Shabbos. That's how much ash needs to be cleaned. Now, um, remember when we learned this? I think it was in Yuma. It may have been in Shekala, the Truma Sedeshan. The idea of of two different types. We know the Truma Sedeshan at the beginning of the day. It must have been the beginning of Yuma, right? We go through the daily uh, Avoda. And so you do, and you're taking away the Truma Sedeshan from the the previous day. But there's also the throwing out of the deshan, the dirt uh, and the ashes, right? When taking out the trash. So there's two different types. One was like the more ceremonial, right, of taking it off the Mizbeach. And the other one was the more custodial of taking out the trash. Um, and that is both of these things. But this is really referring to the more custodial one, right? Just cleaning up the place. And and I think Rabbi Gross was telling me that they found ashes in Beis Israel, That, in other words, they found the place where they dumped all the ashes from the Shuma Sedeshin something of that effect and the question is whether it had the Kedusha and right? there's a whole Lambda shaila of whether that would still have the Kedusha and that would depend now that I'm thinking about it um, on whether that was considered an avoda right do you need a coin to do that do you need the right the, the, or or uh, even better yet on Yom Kippur would you need only the coin gadol to do that right <laughs> so in other words were, oh hey were, Garanos. were they the again uh, I don't know. They, they found it somewhere near Shalim in Beis Yisrael. Right. But I don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm not an archaeologist, but I'm saying that was, I remember he, he was into the lumdus of whether the, that part of the Truman Sedition was considered an avoda. And if it was, so then that maybe, right, and that would have several nafkaminas in, in real time when it was done in terms of who could do it. And today in terms of how you treat it. Be that as may, we will resume with the bottom Mishnah, Goranowitz, right. on Chafav Amid Aleph. Says the mission. Yeah. Interesting point
1: that's in the end of Note 37 about the 2 a.m. why Israel and Lubbiam couldn't be involved in that would free
0: the Kohanim. Right. Um and what and he said and what's the reason he gives? See there for discussion. Oh. <laughs> at, the, at the uh
1: end of the first paragraph in thirty
0: seven. So Barry points out what it Stopper was asking. Why can only the Kohanim do this cleaning out Why can't you just have The Israeli and the Levium? And he says See the Torah of For discussion So now that you mention it This may have been Siat after the Because that, maybe that dovetails With what, what I'm saying If it's an avoda, If the cleaning out Of the ashes is an avoda, Maybe that's why We'd have to see mm-hmm. the Torah of Maybe that's why The Gohanim needed to do it You like walked right into To my seemingly Side point Wow. You hear what I'm saying? What's your side point? My side point was... The, okay. Go on. It. The reason why, after Yuntav is over, you have... You, you tr- still... Uh, you don't have to do the Tevilas Kalim on the Kalim until after Shabbos. If fall, if Yuntav ends, if Yontav is on like Thursday, Friday, because you don't have enough time to prepare, prepare for Shabbos because of are taking out the garbage, so to speak. They're cleaning out all the ashes. And so the question is, why can't the Levim and the Israelim take out the garbage? And the answer is, maybe taking out the garbage is part of the avoda of the Kohanim. That's maybe the answer. If that's what the Torah Evan said, we'll do a jig. We'll dance a jig, Barry. Yeah,
1: because you got to I mean, you know, because you got to do I it. Want everything, everything.
0: Everything's important. That's the Garano, It's Mr. Moment. When when Burnbaum gets here, not Svi Birnbaum, Shari Zion Birnbaum, Yehuda Leib. Um, when he gets here, we'll ask him where the Torah Evan is in here, and then we'll be able to look it up. Okay, Andrew, ready to move on? Enough dilly dallying, Andrew. mavir and sazara. So, how are they taking out the kalim for purification? So What do you mean? They take over all the kalim and they dunk it in a mikvah, and the lehem is haru. And all through Yontiv, they say to the Amayor, Kohanim, right? Because all kinds of people are hanging out at the, uh, the base of Mikdash on yuntiv, And what are they saying to be careful about? Suspense is killing me. Turn to Chafavah Beis Shalot tigu Shulchan. Be careful not to touch the Shulchan. Why? Because guess what, Geronowitz? You're not going to unbolt the Shulchan from its place and dunk that in the Mikvah. And therefore, be careful not to touch it because if that thing becomes Tameh, we don't know what we're going to do. All right. We're going to spend a lot of time in the Gemara discussing the status of the shulchan whether it can be Makabal tumah altogether and what's going on. You know that the you know that the 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 base of mikdash had a shulchan, right? This is the shulchan upon which the lechem apanim was placed. Okay. In right, it was located in the heichal of the base of mikdash. They would have like the lechem apanim on there, and it would be fresh. Remember, all week long, and. We were okay, so so we say. Remember that from Masechah uh, Shabbos. Okay, so call Mikdash The Mishnah continues to say that, sure enough, all the Kalim in the base of Mikdash had replacements, second and third string. That's what it means. Second and third string Kalim Sheim Nitmu Right, you don't have time to go dunk. Before you use the next one, right? Until right, so there was just a, a uh, rotation, right? You use them so long as they're tahar. If they become Tameh, you have your backup. Ah, but not all of them, right? I, that that would not be true of the shulchan, for example, right? That was the only one. So let's see. And and the mishnah continues. They call it kalim Sheba mikdash to ulin Tvila. right? And also all of they, all of those kalim. Um, after they became Tameh, which is to say, after Yuntiv, where everything was considered to be Tameh, because everybody was everywhere, so you have to have an assumption it's Tameh, so everything would be after Yuntiv, right? We're talking about the after party, so what are we doing? We're taking out the garbage, and we're doing the dishes, right? They so just took out the garbage in the previous Mishnah, now we're washing all the kelim, and we are dunking them in the mikvah. Chutz mi Mizbech azav, Except for the Mizbech. Mizbech and Mizbech is very interesting because Mizbech Hazav we understand that we used to think of as the smaller one, right? We remember Mizbech Yuma. that was inside the Heichal where we burned the Kataras, right? And it was Atzei uh, Shitim and plated with gold that we just read about these uh, in the in the most recent Parshas. It's a dafyomi coincidence, okay? Now the Mizbech Hanuchoses is interesting because that already didn't exist for a while. Uh, once Shlomo Melch got in there, he took the Mizbech HaNechoshes uh, that was plated with copper and he replaced it with Mizbech, the, the giant Mizbech of which we know, right, that was made out of stone. But that, be that as it may, maybe it's referencing, you see the Mefarshim all bring it out, maybe it's referencing, in other words, it's called Mizbech HaNechoshes because in the Mishkan, that's that was the Mizbech of Moshe Rabbeinu, And that's what is uh, the analogy of it, right, its counterpart is what we call the Mizbech uh, you know, that of Shlom HaMelech and beyond. But be that as it May, the Mizbeach, obviously, was a stationary object. Ah. Oh, so stationary objects are not kalim. Stationary objects don't need tevila because they're not kalim and as such, they are not mekabal as we will see, perhaps. Okay, now. uh Well, not perhaps. Here we go. Says the Mishnah. Mipnei shehen kakarka Right. Because they're like karka. Right? They're not metaltalin, They are, right, considered stationary object, and therefore, right, um, you do not have to be tovel them, they're not, that's the first reason that the Mishnah gives, and then that's a different reason, because they're plated. The Gemara will point out, this is uh, an interesting uh, way of saying it. technically would mean, uh, the implication there is that what? They're plated with metal. As we said, they're made out of wood and they're plated with metal, these Mizbeach. Well, as the Gemara will point out, the metal plating is, is not at all a reason why they shouldn't be Mechabu Quite the contrary. It should be the reason why they are Mechabu because it's wooden utensils and the like that are Mechabu only if they're keli. So if you're a wooden utensil and you're stationary, you're not going to be Mechabu So if we're going to say, okay, the Mizbech, after all, both of them are made out of wood on the inside. That's the main component. That's how you make a Mizbech. Yeah, but on the outside, they're plated with metal. That's a problem because metal can be Mechabot even if it is stationary. So what do the Chachamim say? What do they mean when they say that it's because they're plated? Do they mean that metals have to be through and through in order to be Mechabot And these are not through and through. Rather, they're only plated. Or perhaps they don't mean that this is why... They're not Mechabal tuma, but they're saying this might be why they would be Makabal tuma. That will be the discussion in the Gemara. But without further ado, we proceed with the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Tana. When, when they were in the desert, did they have to worry about all this, this stuff? That's a good question. Were there issues of Tumah and Tara in the desert? Well, it's all over the Chumash. There were issues of Tumah and Tara in the desert. Because
1: they didn't have a Mikvah to
0: go to. Right, so how are you going to go to the Mikvah if you're Tumah in the desert? Right. So... You ask this pretty often, if I recall. You, you, you want to know what happened to Dora Midbar, how they handled all these things. Right, right. Where they're getting the animals, where they're getting the money. The, Korach, was much more, much, uh, Korach was much richer than, uh, than the rest, right? There was like strias of wealth in the community. But like, where's them all? Like what's wealth? If you're in the middle of the desert and all you're having is man and your clothes are being laundered for you. What does the wealth even mean? Weird, right? Okay. So, yeah, Dora Midbar. We have to make a note to look into that. Says the Gemara, Tana. Hizaru Shama Tigu Khan Vanara. Remember the mission said that? We tell everyone, don't touch the table, because we, once we touch the table, we don't know what we're going to do with that. We can't be told that thing. So the Gemara asks, V'tana done my time Lotani Menorah. Why are we only mentioning the table? Why didn't we mention the menorah? After all, we know that in the base of Mikdash, there were two stationary things that didn't move. There was the table, the shulchan, and the menorah. And so why are we all stressed out about the table and not about the menorah? So the Gemara explains, shulchan ksiv tamid. tamid. With regards to the shulchan, it says, panib well, tamid. I would have said that tamid means that the lechem upon him was always there, right? Remember, the, the the 12 loaves were fresh and they were always on the table. As soon as you took one off from the previous Shabbos, you put the next one on. That's what I would have thought. Maybe that is the Pashim what it means, but be that as it may, the word tamid is implies that it's continuous, that the table was always there. And because the table was always there, it's stationary and doesn't move. That's what we're learning from the Pashim And menorah loksiv Tamid, that word Tamid ap- appears by the Shulchan, but ma- not by the Menorah, and therefore the Menorah could, in theory, be removed in order to be Teiwald, and therefore we don't say, be careful of the Menorah, we just say, be careful of the table. However, the Gemara asks, to menorah Yeah, it may not say Tamid by Menorah, but it does say that the Menorah should always be opposite the Shulchan, which means that wherever the Shulchan goes, the, so to the, as the Shulchan goes, so does the Menorah. They're always in the same, so if the Shulchan is immobile, the menorah should be as well. Ah, oh, and therefore, says the Gemara, It's as if it says tummy. It's as if it says it should always be there. And therefore, the, the, the question stands. Why should the menorah not, uh, why are we not careful about the menorah being tamid? Says the Gemara, no. No. The Gemara says, no, the Tana of our Mishnah is saying that when the Pasuk says Ves it doesn't mean that it needs to stay there always and that it, since the shulchan never moves, the menorah also should never move, but rather what it means is that it is talking about the placement of the menorah. It's just teaching you where the menorah should be placed, but not trying to imply that the menorah is there forever. And therefore, that's why there's a distinction. That's why our mission is saying just be careful of the shulchan. Because the shulchan is stationary and never moves. And the menorah, in theory, if it got we might have to move it. Okay. Now, the Gemara continues to ask, with regards to the shulchan, typically the cleates also in nachasu, you know, the shulchan, right, it's stationary. And we should say that it's a cleates And therefore, because after all, The table was made out of a cleats, right, and it was what covered, um, right with just just like right. That's what the shulchan was made out of, um, just like we say over there by the mizbeach. It was a cleats covered with gold, I believe. So then it says, but typically the cleats also a nachasu. So, but generally it's a right. It's a it's wood, and it's also the nachas, which is. Uh, saying stationary. So if it's a wooden utensil that is stationary, it shouldn't be Makabotuma in the first place. So why are we worried? Says the Gemara says. Isn't that a rule that a, that a stationary cleates, as we've mentioned, does not Makabotuma? So my time, what's the reason? This, what reason is this? We're saying the reason why a stationary wooden object should not be Makabotuma. It is because when it says, when you have the Pasuk, Uh, With regards to wooden kalim, the Pasuk says, There you go. So, it means all three have to be the same. Same in what way? In the sense that they have a receptacle, which is to say, even if it's made out of wood, it must have receptacle qualities. What's a quality of a receptacle? Well, a receptacle has what we call a kleekeble, right? Something like uh, uh, an inside where you could fill it, with or contents, or if it is not filled with contents, it would be considered empty. In other words, there should be a full and an empty mode in order to be similar to a sack. Let's read it inside. My timea dumia desak says the Gemara. Mal esak just like a sack sometimes is is full, sometimes is empty. Af kol mitalta So too, right? In order to be considered a cleat, there has to be a full right and an empty mode, right? So since the shulchan. By that de- is not moved, it's considered stationary. And so, and it doesn't have a full and an empty mode, right? Because it doesn't really have a clique evil. And therefore, it should never be tum in the first place. So, why are we worried? So, the answer is, no. The, te- the shulchan is considered a clique. Because it does have a full and an empty mode. How do we know? We say, right, the pasak actually says, place Right? Place the Lechem upon him on the, on the Tahor Shulchan. Well, why would you say on the Tahor Shulchan if the Shulchan could never become Tameh? It would be like, with regards to Tumah and tara, it would be uh, irrelevant. It would be a non entity. no such thing as tar unless there's Tameh. Right? So, um, Tahor implies that it can be Mikabal Tumah, right? It implies that it could be Mikabal Tumah. How can it be Mikabal Tumah? Uh, after all, says the Gemara, is also an ve'enim It's a stationary wooden item which should not be able to be makabel Right? Must be that um, it is makabel because it is a cle that it has a full and an empty house. So, well, whenever they had the regalim, they would lift up the table like a matatelin, show it to all the olar regalim to show them. The right, the See how much Hashem loves you. Because look at this bread; it is as hot as fresh right now as it was last Shabbos. The miracle, right? One of the miracles of the Beit the miracle of the bread remaining super hot and fresh all week long, and that miracle is a sign of Hashem's love for His people. Okay. Um, right, so So saying in the desert They ate man right. <laughs> So Dora Midbar Did they have lechem upon him Oh man What Yeah, Andrew doesn't remember The Pesukim saying anything about Lechem upon him in the desert uh, Lechem upon him in the desert On the Shochan. Such a cool question
1: well, it were...
0: seems like like it seems like a, a it seems like a, somebody in grade school should know that like that seems like such a possible question. But a lot of times you ask these questions, Gronowitz, and, and I'm embarrassed. I swallow my pride and I ask Rabbi Gross. Right, but they do describe the lechem upon him. So where were they? They weren't in, the, in Shlomah Melach based Mikdash. They described the lechem upon him, so they must have had it, right? I don't know. So, a lot of times, Gurano is asking me these, these base uh, Dor HaMidbar questions. And so, normally, I'd be embarrassed. Like Andrew says, they describe the Lechem him in the Torah, and the Torah predates Shlomo Amelach. Right. And so, they must have had the Lechem him. How do they have bread? Despite, and we know that all the Melachas of Shabbos come from Siduras HaPas, not all, but you know what I mean. There's a whole section of the Melachas Shabbos right. of the grinding and the winnowing and the baking and right. the, and the, and the kneading. So, it would seem that they were, uh, <laughs> that they were winnowing grain in the middle of the desert. I mean, that's where the Melachas Shabbos are learned from. And so Goranowicz wants to know, where, where are you winnowing exactly, guys? Where are you getting the wheat from? Where are the wheat fields exactly? And so I, every time you ask me this, I'm embarrassed because I feel like I should know the answer. And then I go to Rabbi Gross and I'm already used to this routine where he says, yeah, the, the, the Rambam struggled with this, you know, so to speak. <laughs> like, it's not as easy as you think. So I'm not embarrassed to say I don't know the answer. But it makes, as, as Andrew says, it makes biblical sense that it, that the Lechem existed in the Dora Midbar, uh, because we mentioned Lechem panim. but it makes agricultural sense that it didn't happen until they entered Eretz Israel um, and took over the land. And I think so many of the alachas, uh, that we've learned, we, we learned this with Sukkah, and we learned this with right with with the with the mitzvah of lulav. Maybe it started not until because remember we call, we call it the, the, the lulav of Yeshua uh, ben Nun. Why don't we call it the lulav Moshe Rabbeinu? Or maybe we call it sometimes the lulav Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, the Rambam says you mean most Yeshua ben Nun. So yes, there are many halachas that it's unclear. Did they start in the midbar uh, or uh, from the time of Yeshua ben Nun? That, whether this applies to that or not, I do not know, but I think it's a valid question. Maybe
1: they use mon. Is that uh,
0: possible? So I, I think, it, I don't think they replace it with mon, but anything's possible when you don't know anything. Um, so, 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 so I don't know anything, so that, that is possible. Okay. Look how fresh is bread. Right? The famous statement that there was a big siluko. Just like at the time of its arrangement, so time of its re- removal, you are as fresh, right, at the end as you are at the beginning. Andrew, we're as fresh at the end of Moed as we were at the beginning. Yeah, here we go.
1: Because, okay,
0: sh- because they ate, the Kohanim ate the, le- the lechem, right? Right, and remember we had, right. we were talking in Yuma how they split it up, the incoming and the outgoing Mishmaros. Okay, Shinamar, as it's stated regarding this lechem, lasum. this is actually a Pasuk in Shmuel Aleph, Lasum lechem chom biyom Place the bread that's hot. Yeah, remember I was saying hot and fresh. I wasn't kidding. It was fresh and warm on the day that it was taken off. Like warm challah straight out of the oven. Like Israeli uh, bakeries. Right. So it's amazing over there. So now, Reish Lakish, you know, right, so he shows you that it's what? That because it's like the showbread, right, because it's like the lechem him that we show to Klaal Israel, so therefore the table is considered uh, either full or empty. It's considered full and it's lifted up and you show it to the people. Therefore, it could be a clea. Therefore, Mikabal Tumah. I hate to say
1: something fast, but it says that they. They've they, they many of them eat the mom because I hate to say this, but if you don't eat food, you become what else you gonna do? You become more uh, you read
0: books, you read spiritually. Aha, The idleness. Sometimes you eat out of idleness. You have yeah, to look you have to look I mean, into that. I got
1: sick yesterday because I had some candies. I mean Yeah,
0: you have to eat the right thing. Oh, you are bringing up a very good point, which is the um the the that eating uh, where did I see this yesterday? Uh it, it doesn't matter. It's not so relevant to this, but it has to do with the experience of eating and how that is a very uh right, eating um the the suda and the like are a true uh connection with the Hu. It's not for now, but certainly we see that eating, right, the bread or the karbanos is a very close connection to um to Hashem and certainly there's no yantiv without eating um, and we know that because we're Jewish. Okay. But that te-
1: answers our question. There was so spiritual there, they didn't have to eat the, the right, bread. Right.
0: Exactly. Okay, says the Gemara. Now, we said that it's macabal Tumah because it's metaltalin, so to speak, right? Because it's a Klee. But the Gemara asks, maybe it should be not only because the table is, right, a, uh, a Klee, but maybe because it has what? Metal plating. Right, Because as we said, the table was a wooden table, but sure enough, it was plated with gold. And as we said, gold um, or metal utensils do not need to be metaltalin. Those, right, that pasuk, it says, is kol begged beged, or osak. So if it's made out of cloth, leather, or wood, then it's only Makabaltuma if it is a klee. But if it's made out of metal, then even if it's stationary, it's going to be mekabel So why are we having this whole discussion about the table, Geronowitz? If the table itself was gold plated, so the hat's Yeah, but the Mishnah in Kalim says um, to, this is to show you what is this Mishnah going to demonstrate? Mishnah is going to show you that plating is the name of the game. Watch this. What this means is like this: you have to let's say you have a wooden table, so it wouldn't be Makabaltuma unless it's a kli, and it becomes nifchatu means it's reduced, means that it's it's covered. Uh, either a piece of it is missing or it's covered. That's the part that we're concerned with. on Beshaish, right? Shaish is marble. Okay, so marble is not Uh This particular wooden table is like a metatholin. And so again, the wood, ironically in this case, would be potentially mekabotumah uh, because it's like a kli. And the marble, is stone is not mekabotumah. So what happened? She'er makom kosos. In the plating of the wood, they left over some of, not all of it was covered. Part of it was left over for placing of, let's say, cups on the wood directly. That, in that case, it's tummy. It's still tummy. Why is it tummy? Again, the reason why this wooden table is tummy, because the wooden table is a clee. And it has enough exposed wood to make it considered makabal tumma. Oh. <speaking in Hebrew> okay, so there's a machlokas and kalem over there. How big of an exposure does it have to be? If it's plated with stone and marble, so does machlokes how, much, how big of the exposure needs to be? Is it has to be for cups and also for pieces of meat in order to be mechabotumah? But be that as it may, we see from that Mishnah and kalim that it is, that that what? That if it was covered completely with stone, then it would be considered like stone and it would not be mechabotumah. And therefore what? It is not the insides that matter, but if it's plated, So then whatever it's covered with, as long as it's covered completely, then that's going to determine the characteristic of that object with regards to Tummah. So in our case, we have the wood on the inside. It's a totally stationary, let's say. But guess what? The Shulchan was covered completely with gold. And therefore, that gold plating should determine the characteristic of the Shulchan. And therefore, it would not have to be moved. And this whole conversation should be moot. Right? It uh, should always be because of the fact that it's gold-plated. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Well, when it comes to plating, there's another concept, which is bittel. What's bittel? Well, if you have the contents, and you say the contents it's made out of balsam wood or whatever, something that you don't care about, and the outside is gold-plating, then obviously the gold-plating is the ichor, is more chashev, and it is mevatel, all the insides, and therefore it's considered like the whole thing's gold. But after all, this shulchan was made out of the yadzei shitim. The very Shitim, the famous acacia wood that Avraham Avinu planted in Be'er Sheva and Yaakov Avinu brought to Mitzrayim, and then the slept schlepped all across the desert. So that's very Khashiv indeed. Perhaps that is, the, those insides are even more Khashiv than the gold plating on the outside. And therefore there is no bittel there is no Tafel, and therefore even though it's gold plated, perhaps the inside, is the core, is the is the more important component. And that's why it's not considered to be a metal table. So, if it's such beautiful wood, what do they need gold on? Exactly. So, that's a good question. But, Kosh Baruch says it straight up. Uh, so, maybe not everybody could appreciate the internal beauty. So, yeah, the wood that we talked about with regards to Icar and Tafel, right, that was that they were teaching you with regards to the, what, the axilgus wood that came from overseas. Those were not very valuable. Uh, but in the case of the Mismim wood, which were very valuable, it's, the plating does not uh, become subordinate. So according to this idea of Resh that says that there's a gradation of wood quality and on the higher quality wood, there is no bittle and therefore it's not, you don't consider it gold plated and then shapir. Then according to Resh it's okay for the table to not assume, right, the, the, the identity of the plating and therefore that's the reason why we have to determine that it's which we treat like a, right, wooden cleat. Rabbi Yochanan says it's always subordinate to the, to the plating. How are we going to say what's the reason that we don't mention why, why are we talking about metaltolin by the shulchan according to Rabbi Yochanan? So, if you're going to say if you're going to say if you're going to say that the only time that wood can be subordinate to plating is when it's actually nailed on, as Rashi says over here, the Sheina Omei, Bem right, that's not nailed down, right, and that, in fact, the Shlav and in fact, we know that we didn't use nails, um, to hammer down the wood on top of the shulkh, right, to hammer down the gold on top of the wood of the Shulchan. So if you're going to say that's because it's not anchored, so, well, that's not, Necessarily true because in the case, what do you say? Is your shita uh, in in uh, that you say that it's not right? That that it is subordinate. Is that Is that when it's anchored or not? And furthermore, how about when the plating covers the rim or where it doesn't cover the rim? The Rabbi Yochanan himself said. That Rabbi Yochanan said, whether the plating is anchored or not anchored, or whether it covers the rim or it doesn't cover the rim, the table assumes the identity of the plating. And therefore we see that according to Rabbi Yochanan, no matter how the the plating is done, the the table should be susceptible to Tumah because of the gold plated. So why, therefore, do we attribute it to the fact that we lift it up and treat it like metatalin. Why should we just not say that's because of the uh, gold plating? So we say, El shiny, shulchan, as at the almost symbolic time of 6.14 a.m., we finally arrive at chafzayin but Aleph, the rechmanah eights. Ah, because in the Yechaskel, fascinatingly, Yechaskel, right, paints a picture of the third base of Mikdash, may it be rebuilt from here. be Well, guess what? That third base of Mikdash, so you may think it's a lot of gold or a lot of, I don't know, polyurethane, but no, because that's the new stuff. It's a lot of wood. Right, Look at this. In that third base of Miklash, the Mizbech is eights. So the Mizbech was, a, was, was made of eights. It's, it's telling you how many uh, Amos high and long it is, and the corners and the length. And then he's pointing out that an angel said to him that that's the table. In other words, the table is also presumed thus to be Made out of eights, and since the word eights, here's the point: since the word eights is specifically said in the pasuk to be associated with the table, so we have essentially a xerus hakasiv to say that the table, despite its gold plating, is considered like eights, and that is why, according to Rabbi Yochanan, we need to speak of it in terms of its metalton quality that we show the the bread. Okay, now, now the Gemara says pasuk we misbeach v'simoch v'sim Regarding that um, Pasuk, it starts off with the Mizbeach Eitz and then it says, So what was he showing him? The, 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 the Shulchan or the Mizbeach? In other words, the Mizbeach Eitz over there sounds like he's talking about the Mizbeach. Well, guess what? By the end, he finishes by the Shulchan. So it sounds like when he was talking about the Shulchan, he was referring to the Shulchan as the Mizbeach. So the Gemara explains, A fascinating idea amazing Geronowitz-Musser moment as we head towards the end of Maseches Chagiga that when the Beis HaMikdash was around, how would we get Kapara famously from the Karbonos? The Mizbech would be Mechapeh on a person. Achshav Shulchano Shul adam on a Now, without the Beis HaMikdash, what is it that atones for a person? His Shulchan. Machlokis Rashi Tosfos. Either it is how you deal with your money or how many guests you have. How Machnias orhim you have. Which is really... One and the same, right? How generous are you is, determ- is what determines your kapara. It's your shulchan that determines your kapara, right? Uh, in the absence of the base of Mikdash. An amazing a Mr. Moment. Because I, I worked for Under
1: Armour, and he had his table with 40
0: chairs, and he had a whole room for like y- you said. You work for Under Armour? That's we did okay. uh, in Georgetown. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. He didn't know what to do with as well. So he was, he, was a a big, he was a big, he was very generous. Yeah, I mean, he he had
1: forty chairs, and there was a huge, uh, you know, like
0: you said, the table was so important to. Maybe be to uh to to be right to, to to be able to do the will of Hashem and to be generous in every possible way. Okay, two dots, eight lines down. a We said that they were back up kalim to the kalim. Says the gemara mizbech and to say adam Um. Well, this is not the part that we're talking about. Not the backup. We said that they all, all of them had a backup except for the Mizbech and and Mizbech Hazov. So that's what the Gemara is hitting up on over here. The Mizbech and we know, did not have a backup because it says Mizbech Adamataseli, which is, again, the is saying that we're treating it like it's karka, right? And therefore it's not Makabatuma. Mizbech Hazov, the Chsev Hamanora, the Hamiz See what's going on? Hamiz Bechos, it's in the plural. Once you have the mizbechos in the plural, it means that the mizbech anachoshis and the mizbech Hazav has the same din. That's the point. And therefore, itkush, as gemara says, mizbechos ze. That if one is not mikabotumah, the other is not mikabotumah. Two dots, three lines up from the wide. Right? That is an, an enigmatic statement, uh, if ever there was one. The chachamim say, right, that the reason why the table is not or the Mizbeach is not Makabaltuma is because they're plated, says the Dinu <laughs> Mitamu. If you're saying in other words, being plated with metal should be the only reason why it would be Makabaltuma. Because after all, if it's made out of earth, certainly, but even if it's made out of wood, if it's considered like karka and it's not movable, then it's not going to be Mikabaltumah. But guess what? That which is not movable, if it's metal, then it could be that's what Rashi says, right? Adaraba. also Right? It would be wood. That would be the, right? That's, that's the material underneath. And then for sure you would not need any, uh, it would not be Makabal So it's really the opposite. It would be Makabal Tummah only because of the plating. So it says the Gemara. Ema, right? We're going to switch up that Mishnah. We're going to say the Mishnah differently. These are Lachas, and tar, that's th- 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 those, those inferences, as we said, from Limudim in the Torah. So, yeah, we're changing the Mishnah. Not to say that the Chachamim Omim, that they're. When you said Chachamim omrim, it sounds like they're saying that it's tahar because they're plated. Now, We change to say Chachamim Mitamim It's a real difference. Chachamim are not saying a different reason why they're not Tameh. Rather, they're saying the reason why they are Tameh. They're proposing a completely different halacha, that the Mizbeach could be Tameh. Uh oh. That's one way. Or you could say another way in which they don't argue, as follows. That the hold like why does it say that mizbech mishum Because of the fact that they're plated, you have to say, right, that ensure that it's not going to be susceptible. And then mifto batil, gabayo. Because the pasuk talks about, right, the mizbech made out of wood, and therefore we're going to say that the that the tzipui is going to be batal, which is to say that it is the chidish of the pasuk to teach you that it's treated like the underlying wood and therefore not mikab Now, we talked about the plating of the mizbeh, right? So now we're going to talk about just two sort of non sequiturs, two Amoraic ideas uh, from Amoraim over here. Can I just say R- a nice yeah, a uh, Muslim moment, okay.
1: We're talking about gold mm. in the desert. They were the opposite. They didn't even have... I, I think it was all wood because they were completely... Like, here we have cause, right? Oh,
0: uh, we're going to get to that. We, 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 you, you were at the Seam and Shabbos. We'll say the beautiful idea that Rabbi Feldheim said. Maybe that, we'll finish off with that because you reminded me of that. So I'm um. a Rabbi Lazar. Tamin Chachamim um, ain't or Gehenim shall us him. Chachamim does not... aren't consumed by the fire of Gehenim. Kalvachomer misalamandra. And we make a fascinating Kalvachomer from the animal called the salamandra, which, by the way was known, as Rashi said, to be made out of fire, and therefore, if you wanted to be impervious to fire, you would smear yourself with the blood of the salamander, and you'd be impervious to fire. So, just like the Gemara says, <laughs> just like a salamander is made out of fire, and dama <laughs> And if you smear yourself with the blood of the salamander, you'll be impervious to fire. This is what firefighters should use instead of suits, right? <laughs> salamander blood. Tamir Chachamim, Tamir Chachamim are entirely fire. How so? My words are as mighty as fire. So, in other words, if the words are like fire, and therefore that means that the Tamir are fire, and therefore they too should be impervious to fire. Which fire? The fire of Gehenim. That's statement number one. Statement number two, I'm a Rishlokish. do not get the ore of Gehenem, The Tosfos here points out, uh um, we had Gamars already that said maybe Poshral Bagufo, not necessarily. Um that was in Rosh Hashanah Yadzain, be that as it may. Kalvachomir Mizbehazov, Mamizbehzov, Shainalov Elokove Dinarzov, right? The Mizbehazov really has very thin gold, right? It's a dinar's thickness of gold. Shani May And guess what? Year after year after year, right, there's fire. Just blazing always, and it doesn't seem to wear out the gold. The posher Yisrael that even they are filled with right what mitzvot like a pomegranate. The famous pasuk in Shira that says that this, that you are your your based make is like a section of rimon. And we've already had this limud, not just your temples, so to speak, but those who are empty amongst you are also, right, are filled with mitzvahs, and therefore impervious, so too, we are impervious to, right, the the, the fires. Like I said, Tosas gets very technical over here about the fires of Gehenna, how long they last, um, and that's why we say Kaddish for 11 months because really after 12 months is a purification. That was all um, discussed over there in Rosh Hashanah. But be that as it may, as we are Messiah, Masech Chagiga, and, right, Chomer B'Kodesh, the Perik, Chomer B'Kodesh, Masech Chagiga, and say the Moed, Vesli Kalei um, We talk about, we finish over with the Geronowitz Mutzah moment. The wood is on the inside, the gold's on the outside. Like Rabbi Feldheim said, yes, it's the the gold is plated, but on the inside, what's important? You can't be perfect, but you got to be like wood growing. May we consider? May we continue to grow in steig in Torah and mitzvot and continue to learn all of Shas together. Amen.